The running backs in the NFL are now doing Zoom calls. The commanders have a new owner. The Charlotte Hornets are starting a new culture with their owners. We try and build a team with this continuation, but from the state of Georgia. And should we be concerned about all these new alternative uniforms? All this and more on this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. Let's go. What is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to Jake's Take. As always, I'm your host, Jacob Stillman, at Jake's Take Podcast, at Jake's Take 14. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Christy. Hi. And you can find her on Instagram, TikTok, and threads, at Christy Marie underscore double zero. And as always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network, at Variety underscore sport underscore. Your home for all sports in different forms and variety. So, obviously, now it's towards the end of July, the best time of the year is slowly coming up, and by that we mean football season. Yeah. But now there's been a lot of drama, especially surrounding the running back position. Now, you talked about this on Friday, and mm-hmm. we both kind of said, would this be the end of the running back position? And then we all kind of laughed and said, no, it's not going to happen. But now they're doing a Zoom call with each other. Right. And I think they're doing it because they are scared. Like, I think there are some legitimate fears that their positions are being so undervalued that they could be done away with. I mean, obviously not this season, but definitely in the near future. I'm saying like five years. Which is crazy because you and I grew up seeing running backs run the ball 20, 30 times a game. And now it seems like running backs are running at maybe five or 10. Yeah. I mean, even where I grew up like in high school we had somebody's mom on the football team like she had her own shirts made because she would always yell run the ball like it's always been a thing exactly and even though there were times where Lane or (laughs) Bill O'Brien did not run the ball we still wanted them to but it's it's still very just surprising to me because I looked at the numbers and the franchise tag for a running back has decreased by $2 million since, I believe, 2017. Yeah, and I know I saw a picture that was kind of shocking to me about the value of running backs. And I think they're valued at $1.81 million, And an NFL kicker is valued at $2.26 million. Look, as someone who loves Justin Tucker and the fact that he <laughs> does not miss... Justin Tucker comes out every once in a while to kick a field goal, to kick off, and to kick an extra point. He's out there every so often, whereas a running back is out there every single offensive play. Right. They just don't take as much, as much, I don't know, as many plays, as many hits. And I know, like, a kicker can, I mean, essentially score more points. It's possible than a running back, but... I still feel like a running back should be a valued position. No, absolutely. I mean, and in this meeting, you had Austin Eckler leading it. Mm-hmm. I believe Christian McCaffrey was there. Derek Henry was there. I don't know if Joe Mixon was there, but a lot of the top running backs were there. Even Nick Chubb. And Nick Chubb doesn't yeah. you know, talk to people. Right. Well, I think Henry and Chubb, you know, they, I mean, they have their deals. So does McCaffrey. But even Henry was tweeting like, if this is really how it's going to go, why not just get rid of the position? So he even, he's upset. I mean, I don't want the position to be to disappear because there's no fun in 
throwing the ball 60 times a game. No, and I think that's just the way the game is going. And I think we still would see the ball being run. And I think that's why this is happening is because we're seeing more versatile quarterbacks too who run a lot more. That's very true. But, I mean, it's also where you look at teams like the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm -hmm. They have a good running back. And then you look at teams like the San Francisco 49ers, and you said it before many times that you just kind of plug and play a quarterback and you'll be fine. Right. So I feel like with this, we shouldn't get rid of the running back position, but they need to pay them more. I mean – Especially when you look at how quarterbacks are making more. And I I know that they're the leader of the franchise. I understand that that's how the offense does well. But the fact that you also have defensive ends being making more, quarterbacks making more, offensive linemen making more, and then running backs are kind of at the bottom, it – kind of makes you say oh well by the way you know if we need a yard on fourth and goal we're not going to hand you the ball right they're not even like a backup option anymore no so I mean I think they need to find a way to you know get the running backs the pay they deserve Mm -hmm. and also maybe you know oh I don't know stop overpaying quarterbacks I mean I'm looking at you Baltimore (laughs) Ravens Right. And of course not Jalen, though. He can keep his contract. No, that's very true. But I mean, you also have to look at some of these running backs who are going to be coming out for, you know, contract mm-hmm. years. Ramondre Stevenson very soon. And he'll be demanding some money. And then you've also got Alvin Kamara, who just got paid. So it's one of those things, too, where it's about longevity. And I know yeah. that they talk about with running backs, oh, they get hurt and they lose, you know, a step. Okay, but a lot of these running backs have stayed relatively healthy that are meeting. Well, so something interesting that came out of that Zoom call, it was said that they were talking about, like, exaggerating in- injuries as a contract ploy, which I'm not sure how that would ever be a good idea. But it makes you wonder how critical these injuries actually are. Well, I mean, when you tear your ACL – I know that something is going to happen there where you lose a step. Right. Derek Henry and Christian McCaffrey, I don't think I've ever torn an ACL. And I know that Saquon had an injury, but he is playing fine again. Mm -hmm. So I really think with it, you know, they're just trying to be cautious, which I understand. Yeah. But so you also have players like Aaron Jones who had to take a pay Mm -hmm. cut because he wanted to stay loyal. Yeah, and I think he just had, like, his career high, and he was the 10th most rushing yards in the NFL. Like, how do you take a pay cut after that? He he really wanted to stay in Green Bay. And, I mean, that's yeah. another thing, too, is that so many players are not really loyal to the team. They just want yeah. to go wherever the money takes them. Right. I mean, we saw Tom Brady do that. He used to take pay cuts to bring on some weapons at the Patriots. Oh, absolutely. And, obviously – I think a lot of other players were taking pay cuts too because Mm -hmm. they want to bring in another free agent. And if it is Dalvin Cook, then who knows? Maybe something might happen with this whole running back situation. Yeah. But moving on to our next point in regards to Christie's hometown. (laughs) They have done it. They are out of Dan Snyder's grasp, and he still found a way to mess it up. Yeah, but this has been a long time coming, and – 
forget all the stuff. He's still being fined. Like, we're just happy he's out. <laughs> I basically saw something on TikTok where they said, play the music, and it was Al Black playing the man, and then everyone's <laughs> just kind of crying and celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. They have not had that much success in the 24 years he owned the franchise. No, and they I know we've talked about this before. Like, my dad has said as soon as they built that new stadium, like, nothing has gone their way. I mean, let's look at their season records over the past few, 24 seasons, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So even just looking at this, no, not season tickets. No, we're not going to any games. <laughs> there we go. Season records. Okay, so obviously, let's start in 1999, which is when Dan Snyder bought the team. In 1999, they were 10 and 6, and then they lost in the wild card. Okay, pretty respectable. In 2000 and 2001, they were 8 and 8. In 2002, they were 7-9. 2003, 5-11. 2004, 6-10. Rebounded in 05 to be 10-6, where they won a wild card, but lost to the divisional. 2006, 5-11. 2007, 9-7, lost the wild card. 2008, 8-8. 2009, 4-12. 10 and 6, but they lost the wild card, and that's when Robert Griffin III got hurt. Mm-hmm. 2013, 3 and 13. 2014, 4 and 12. 2015, 9 and 7, lost the wild card. 2016, 8, 7 and 1. 2017 and 18, 7 and 9. 2019, 3 and 13. 2020, 7 and 9, lost to the Bucks in the wild card. 2021, 7 and 10. 2022, 8, 8 and 1. There were a lot of 5-11s in there. Yeah. Um, And really with this, I mean, they had some success, but not enough success. And yeah, it doesn't seem like Dan Snyder did a lot. And also the culture was so bad when he was there. Oh, for sure. And I think... I mean, you can only really go up from here. And they've even talked about, like, rebranding after this season and finding another new name, building a dome stadium. So we'll see what happens. We don't need another name <laughs> for this team. I saw that one of the name choices was the defenders. They already have the D.C. Yeah. defenders in the XFL. This is true. But, I mean, still, $6 billion for the commanders. This, I think, was the largest – purchase ever and magic johnson's a big part of it he's excited mm-hmm. he's excited to be a part of this he's really excited and i think josh harris is a good fit i mean he's kind of a dc native like he does have a lot of ties here so i think he's gonna be more personally invested than dan snyder ever was and he's also done a lot for the teams that he does own mm-hmm. he owns the 76ers and they've consistently over the past few years been a really great team in the nba he also owns the New Jersey Devils, and they were a really good team. I believe they set a record at one point for the longest win streak for the active NHL teams. So it sounds like teams really like him, and he might be, you know, this 
generations Robert Kraft. I don't know. Yeah, he also has a stake in a NASCAR team. That's right. Isn't it for the former um, Washington Commanders? Yeah, Gibbs? Joe Gibbs, it is. So there's a lot of connection. Oh, well, it's a sign in some sense. But we love that. <laughs> Moving on to another team being sold. The Charlotte Hornets have a new owner. I know we're talking about basketball. I know. I thought thing. we were done. <laughs> we're never done with basketball. <laughs> I try. So obviously with this, very impressed with the city of Charlotte trying to make some moves. Michael Jordan will still be a minority owner. Will this really make a difference? No. I'm sorry. It's been so bad for the city of Charlotte when it comes to basketball. They've made the playoffs three times since 2004. They've only had a win percentage of 500 or higher in the past 10 years. They fired their current head coach, brought in a new guy. And then when they fired their previous head coach, they tried to hire Kenny Atkinson from the Golden State Warriors who ultimately said yes and then no, and then they brought back in an old coach who they fired. And then there was also talk about them not drafting Brandon Miller, but that's another story. So uh, right now, I don't know if this is going to make a big difference. You know, culture in the city of Charlotte is great. Sports teams in the city of Charlotte, not so good. And hopefully Bryce can break that curse for the Panthers, but I'm still not sure. Speaking of, Bryce did get did sign his rookie contract, so I believe that's almost all Alabama rookies who have signed their contracts. Yeah, I'm super excited for them, especially Bryce. He's just so deserving. Yes, he is, and that's our starting quarterback. Moving on to our segment about building a team. This one's going to be a little bit easier because we get to build a team who of players who were born in the state of Georgia, and they're mm-hmm. currently still playing. I actually liked this. I had fun doing it. I was a little worried when I first saw it. I was like, players from Georgia, but then I realized it was like... It's a lot easier than expected. Yes, it was fun. All right, so obviously, to start off with our offense at quarterback, there are a few different options, but I went with Justin Fields. Okay, I had to, like, you know, give myself a backup. I did Cam Newton and Joshua Dobbs. Oh, interesting choice. <laughs> Running back, we just talked about him. The guy who doesn't say much, Nick Chubb. <laughs> I also had Nick Chubb, but I also had a Herschel Walker. I could not play Ooh, him. Ooh, that's a good one. Wide receiver, Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Then I had we... Hill. Go ahead. Nice. Then in the slot, we've got Jacoby Myers, former mm-hmm. quarterback. <laughs> yep, I had Calvin Johnson. Ooh, Ah, man, I did not account for doing legends. I was doing the current (laughs) ones. At other wide receiver, as much as it pains me to say, an Auburn grad, we've got Darius Slayton. Mm -hmm. And then for tight end, I chose Evan Ingram or Tyler Higbee because I never know what version of Evan Ingram I'm going to get. Okay, I did... I'm going with the legends. I did Larry Brown and Jimmy Johnson. Not like, you know, not the commentator Jimmy Johnson, but the or one not the was. driver Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> no, the other one. The there are so one. many Jimmy Johnsons. Yes. That's another episode. At tackle, I've got Trent Brown. 
At guard, I've got Buen Cleveland. At center, and you'll appreciate this, Super Bowl <laughs> winning center David Andrews. There you go. So center, I had Kevin Mawe. Guard, I had Chris Hubbard. Tackle, I had Michael Ola. Ooh, those are some good ones. And then at another tackle, I've got Orlando Brown Jr. Okay, same. <laughs> and at guard, I got Andrew Thomas. Now for the defense, got to start out with Bradley Chubb. You know, one of the best promising young <laughs> defensive ends. Mm-hmm. I had Bruce Irvin. Oh, I had him and then I deleted him for. Oh, no. <laughs> um, at the other defensive end, I've got Preston Smith. Okay, I had Quentin Moses. Okay, and then at defensive tackle, I've got Grady Jarrett. I had Grady Jarrett. At linebacker, and this also was another one. That pains me. I've got two former Georgia stars, Leonard Smith, Leonard Floyd and Roquan Smith, and then Raquan McMillan from Ohio State. I had Thomas Davis Sr. and Jesse Tuggle. Thomas Davis is a Georgia Bulldog. (laughs) (laughs) At cornerback, son of Saints legend Joe Horn, we've got JC Horn starting at one cornerback position. How did you not say Champ Bailey? (laughs) Because I did not take into account legends. I thought of, oh, let me do current players. Okay. Let it slide. The other cornerback position, I've got Darius Big Boy Slay. Mm -hmm. At safety, we've got a finally an Alabama player in Kareem (laughs) Jackson. Uh, How did I forget him? I did Eric Berry. Oh, Eric Berry's a good one. Mm-hmm. And Casey Hayward, Hayward. And for specialists, what by meaning punter and kicker, uh, <laughs> Sam Martin and Will Lutz. I had the same. <laughs> uh, shout out to Will Lutz always. New Orleans Saints <laughs> legend, Will Lutz. Yeah. Did you pick a coach? I did not pick a coach. Who did you pick to coach? Well, I think, I don't know that, is Kirby actually from Georgia? No, he was born in Birmingham. Okay, see, I would have picked him, but I didn't, I don't know a coach. Let's see here. Let's look up some NFL coaches who are from Georgia. Nick Saban's from West West Virginia, so. Yeah, not too far from me. (laughs) Nope, okay. Well, let's see. So Kirby is was born in Montgomery. Okay. But he went to, he grew up in Bainbridge. So I guess we could count it maybe. <laughs> All right, let's see. Coaches of American football from Georgia. Oh, how we could have done Derek. No, Derek, never mind. Not Derek Dilly. <laughs> He's not good. We could have done Dion. Is Dion okay. He's an option. Let's see. Oh, mm-hmm. Dion Branch as well. Mm-hmm. Those are some good ones. I still have not forgiven Bill Curry for what he did at Alabama, <laughs> so I don't know. Frank Broyles, you know, Frank Broyles mm-hmm. Award. Mm-hmm. John, well, I don't know if John Hanna ever was a coach, so I don't know about him. I don't know if he would do Pat Dye because he coached at Auburn. There's Kirby. <laughs> John Krause. Um, let's see 
here. Well, I think right now it sounds like we're going to probably do Kirby for the time being, but that's a good start. Yeah, or Dion. Either Dion. <laughs> Either Dion's. <laughs> now, moving on to our final point, and we've been talking about this a lot, alternate uniforms. <laughs> Love them or hate them. <laughs> so should we can be concerned about all these new alternates. I know you just sent me the one of the new Tennessee Titans ones, you know, paying homage to the oiler. And you said it's giving Ole Miss. Definitely. Don't you think with the colors? I mean, I definitely think it is, but I'm looking at Derek Henry's arm sleeve. <laughs> and it, it, I, I don't know if I can unsee it. I mean, I like that they're paying homage to the Oilers. That's terrific mm -hmm. and all. But, yeah, I can just see the powder blue from Ole yeah, Miss. Yeah, that's exactly what I think of, which is really odd <laughs> for a Tennessee no, I have to agree here. go that route. I mean, they've just been making so many different yeah. uniforms. I mean, the Ohio State did one, mm -hmm. Oklahoma did one, and they really love these black helmets. I don't know why. <laughs> With the stripe. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And then, you know, obviously you talked about the Colts alternate mm -hmm. uniforms and it's just insane. And I don't know if they're just bored. I don't know what they're trying to do, but someone out there is going to try and buy all these uniforms and they're going to go broke and then they'll never wear them again. <laughs> Well, I think you kind of hit on it, especially with the NFL. Like, college might be different, but the NFL is a business. So, I mean, you're making these brand new jerseys. Fans are going to go out and buy them just because. I mean, do you remember a few years ago when the Gators wore <laughs> uniforms that looked like alligators? Yes. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm thinking of, or... And I understand that you know, they always talk about, well, Alabama ever do another uniform? Will they ever do anything like that? No, they're mm -hmm. not going to. You know, no, we I... are going to wear those uniforms until somebody else does. Then you've got Oregon, who literally has worn a pink <laughs> uniform. Yeah. It's just more of the, okay, when is enough going to be enough? And I don't know if anyone knows the answer to that but i just think that we, we are getting so out of hand with creating all these extra uniforms what do you think well there there's still two that are supposed to be coming out the eagles that one has been leaked they're supposed to have like a kelly green jersey which like the old ones like exactly when Randall like Cunningham wore. right and then oh, yeah, the you, don't, you didn't like those no, the Broncos are supposed to release one here soon. Oh, they're gonna bring out the orange crush jerseys. <laughs> I don't know, but the Bucks already have that like orange cream, so they can't do. I don't know. No, I think they can. It was the jersey that John Elway would wear with the you mm -hmm. know blue hat and the other one. If that's the case, <laughs> then the Dolphins need to bring back that old helmet with the dolphin wearing a on it. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, so if we are bringing back helmets, I say bring them back. Um, I also definitely think that, you know, the Patriots, as a team that I expected never to bring back their throwbacks, they 100% brought them back. 
<laughs> they did. I'm not a huge fan, but really, yeah. But Tom Brady looked. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Mac looks weird in it, which is weird because I'm so used to seeing Mac and Red. Yeah, I think maybe that's why I don't like them. But you know, I wasn't like. Yes, I respect Tom Brady. It wasn't a huge fan, probably just because of his big ego. <laughs> so I don't know. Well. Fortunately, Mac does not have an ego. Mac no. is just a little weird. But aren't we all just a little weird? We are. But that is going to do on this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. As always, thank you so much for all the love and support. As always, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, at Jake's Take Podcast, or my personal Instagram, Jake's Still 14. My personal Twitter, at Switch by Jake. You can follow Christy on Instagram, TikTok, threads at Christy Marie underscore double zero. As always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network at Variety underscore sport underscore. As always, you can find this episode on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music. We're basically on all podcast platforms. Drop a like, drop a follow, subscribe, share this with your friends. Let's try saying that three times fast. <laughs> As always, we really appreciate everything y'all have done to help the show grow. We are so excited for that and excited that we get to bring back more content. Get excited because as Scott Hansen said it, we are just a few Sundays away from the NFL starting off. So once again, thank you so much for everything y'all have done. We greatly appreciate it. As always, continue to be great. Be the best version of you you can be. Bring smiles into this world. Be light in the world. The world is still very dark and scary place. And as always, we will see you here from y'all later. Take care. Bye.